This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, and welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time podcast. Our sometimes look into Sounders FC when we can be bothered. Nerdy soccer culture and cutting Eastern Washington commentary in an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league, not funded by foreign royalty. Picking my nose. MLS. I don't, this is going terribly. Picking your nose is not funded by foreign royalty? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, <laughs> I've not gotten any royalty. Not digging for foreign gold? <laughs> <laughs> If you find oil up there, I think we have a problem. (laughs) Gonna knock on the door from the U.S. military? (laughs) Sir, (laughs) you need to come with us. Hold on, I am white! (laughs) Like, fair. Right, yeah, you're right, you're right. So we'll actually pay you for this. (laughs) You get 10%. Yeah. Wow! (laughs) We'll just send in our scientists, not the men with guns. Also, jail. <laughs> Straight to jail. <laughs> <laughs> so we're your host from 1077 The End, probably for not much longer. <laughs> I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth at, well, CenturyLink Field, never Lumen Field. He's Spokane Brandon. Spokane, yep. Hi. Hi. Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. We might even check it someday and give us a rating. Damn it. Damn it. Definitely five stars. <laughs> but primarily leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. Yeah, from Emmanuel Sacchini to Aaron Kovar. I remember one of those people, but I am studying <laughs> Italian right now, so I could I might say Sacchini. Sacchini. He, w- he was from Argentina. <laughs> but you know what happened at the end of World War II is right. all those Nazis went to Argentina. So and Emmanuel Sacchini so, is a Nazi. You heard it here first, folks. I did not. I, I, Brandon said that. Spokane Brandon. It's really <laughs> starting to rub off on him. Hey, we have a. We actually do have a rating. Hey! Yeah. One star. It's yawn. Ah, damn uh, it. It is from. Uh, it's actually a five star rating. So thank Woo! you. And uh, their name is. I'm a hero to these kids, Taylor. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, their uh, their rating is titled Dempsey, and then uh, this is what they say in their review: Dempsey, 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 Dempsey. <laughs> Which, to be fair, okay, I know you didn't watch the the uh, uh, U.S. versus Mexico game. We'll I don't get know there. If, I don't know if you watched the game before that, but Clint yeah. Dempsey. Yeah. Icon, absolutely. Yeah, he's a thing. Yeah, he's, it's a thing. He, he's from becoming a legend of scoring on a soccer pitch to being just a meme of a former legend scoring on a soccer pitch. A it's guy amazing. that like would not talk to the media in his entire professional career, all of a sudden is the media, and he's the best media. <laughs> it's really cool. So um, yeah, yeah, uh, it's and he's wearing that men in blazers camouflage blazer. we were there remember we were at that uh together i was i was telling captain about that i'm so glad that ah oh, that's great cuz i couldn't remember who i was with except for taylor graham from the sounders i ran into him and i've known taylor for a long time and he was kind enough to buy me out of his own pocket he bought me a beer uh that was very nice and then alan hinton came on stage and then he i said us some a beer he bought you one too. Okay, bought, this is my yeah, point: is that yeah. I don't remember. We shared the beer. It was really cute. Two straws, one beer. Um, <laughs> that's that's, a, that's from a deep dark part of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Two urethras, one beer. <laughs> that got weird. That's my porn name is Urethra Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you someone beat you to that. And I'm sure. I'm poor, sure. Poor choice of words. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking, obviously, about the Men in Blazers uh, live taping that they did in Seattle, where they awarded... What they do is they award a uh, camo blazer, or sorry, they award a golden blazer the same way that we award a, either a golden clog or a yeah. golden bogan hogan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> golden bogan hogan. I love saying yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so they... Um, also, if you're the first person, if you buy a customized jersey and you put golden bogan hogan on the back... Um, yeah you will forever be you can be a guest on this podcast there. sure there you go yeah <laughs> that's high high, high honors <laughs> except for your brother he's yeah, already he already tapped out at brad bradsmith yeah he got the brad bradsmith jersey and and uh he can't he can't he'll never be a guest on this podcast you heard it here uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you might volunteer him to be in goal for the sounders but right. uh, as his <laughs> right. brother you have that right but um anyway so they usually the men and blazers award a golden blazer well at this podcast taping that you and me and brian went to mm, um, brian was there yeah he was yeah um we saw men and blazers award a camo blazer to uh clint dempsey and he wore that during the broadcast at the u.s except he had the uh he had the uh um well patch. he ri- he ripped the patch off <laughs> And I wonder, like, I haven't followed up on it at all, so it's just speculating when there's probably an answer, which is what the internet is for. Um, but I wonder if he tore it off because the producer was like, you can't wear that logo on here. That's an NBC It's brand. an NBC show. You're on yeah. CBS. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. And he was like, whatever, and just tore it off and was like, I'm Clint Dempsey. Let me put sunglasses on for a broadcast, which you're not <laughs> supposed to do. Like, that's fine, because there's no branding involved, but... Yeah, um, that was cool to see that, and he's become quite the meme lord himself, making, um, just being, I guess all in all, just ridiculous. I feel like he already was, though, like, like ripping up a referee notebook, making that face that you just made. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, doing all of the things that Clint Dempsey does. Like, he already was a meme, and now he's just doubling down on it. I, I wonder how much he, like knows or if uh if he's like me and uh recently like since retirement went on some mental health drugs and all of a sudden he's just feeling like he's in a better place and uh like part of me was thinking while i was watching it i was like clint just seems like a happy dude did that guy hate soccer just happened to be like 
unfortunately good at it and was like, well, I guess I'm going to go make millions of dollars and support my family and then someday quit and then uh, be happy again. Well, the rap career and the fishing career didn't take off, so yeah. <laughs> he, like hates running. And he's like, well, I do the thing where I run all the time. Just yeah. hating that. Yeah. He's got like a dozen kids or something like that right he's got four kids he probably did he's probably like the rest of us where um you know you like hate your day job and you find Mm -hmm. some hobby in the in the uh outside of work and and that keeps you going uh he hated his day job which was being a professional soccer player yeah sure (laughs) i i question if he ever liked it in seattle like it never i never really felt like he was like he was just here doing a job like it wasn't like a thing that yeah where he was like pumped to be part of this. Like, I wonder with a lot of athletes whether they're actually committed to the cities that they move to, if they like it at all. If it's not like, you know, if you're 22 and you start playing professional football and you have to live in Cleveland, I don't know anything about Cleveland, but that's, there's got to be, it must be cooler to be on the New York Giants and be right. at strip clubs with guns and stuff like that. That must right. be way cooler. Though. Or imagine being the guy that's like, uh, oh, you know, international, you know, maybe from South America or something like that. I'm going to get to go play for the New York Red Bulls, but you live in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, I'm going to go live in Salt Lake City and you have to go live in like Rio Tinto. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you think you're going to go to America and have like a huge shot and you're good enough to prove something and you have to live in Columbus, Ohio. Like that's not that's not landing that's not being at the top. If you're hand wall up Wana, that's you mean, awesome. You mean global brand Columbus, Ohio? <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> or I mean, I I guarantee that there are people who are like, "What's a Seattle?" <laughs> you know, like if you're okay, from so- if you're from South America and you're like, yeah. "I'm going to go to Seattle. What's that?" But at least there's a couple things with Seattle in the name, and the languages are close enough. I was in Japan, and uh, I was watching a Formula One practice, and a German driver went by, and because Japan is hella racist, I like cheered for him, and the guy was like, oh, are you German? And I was like, what, because I'm white? And he, <laughs> None of that happened. I said, no, America. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, "We our languages are not compatible yeah, at all. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. Seattle. And he was like, I don't... I was like San Francisco, and he goes, "Oh!" And I was like, "You don't actually know." And he's like, yeah, "No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> New York." Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. anyway, thanks so much for taking the time to say that you like us and leaving a five star review and actually doing the thing that we've asked for forever, which is saying who your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, I wonder if it was a job or not. Full that's, that's what's interesting to me, though. Or, sorry, I mean, not to belabor the point, but to, like Clint Dempsey was, I mean, is the Sounders' all-time leading goal scorer. So uh, <clears throat> I get that, uh, of course, I mean, he, he made a huge impact here. He's helped the Sounders do some incredible things. Um, at the same time, I don't know, like, as much as I loved to watch him play, and I miss watching him play, honestly, because he was so fun, uh, I get, I, I don't know if I could ever call him my, like, favorite Sounders player, because I don't feel like he ever, like, played for the badge, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he he played a game, and he played it well, and he helped the Sounders, and he was amazing, um, but, yeah. like, I love the guys like Roger Levesque, who was definitely not nearly as good. Um, but you could tell that he put everything in for the club and like loved the club. Zach Scott, same thing, right? Like from Hawaii, not from here, uh, but still comes and like makes Seattle his home and and owns it. It might be token when people do it and they run over to the sidelines and they score and they point to the to sure. the crest and it's like, I um I could see Deuce doing that just like, mm-hmm. but 
again, I just don't know if I ever believe it. But also, we're just wildly speculating. He might sure. love it here, and we yeah. have no idea. I just never bought that from the performances. <laughs> but he's also an old crotchety man as far as sports go by the time he got here. So, yeah. like, Well, you look at a guy like Stephen Fry, who not only um, – uh, is not like first of all he like grew up in California. He's from uh, what? Uh, yeah, he grew up like he went to like high school in in California and stuff. He he he's only like born and raised in Austria or whatever. Um, first of all, it's Switzerland, right? Switzerland, yeah. Switzerland, Austria, yeah, whatever, wherever he's from. They're um, different things, but yes, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> so, but he but he comes to the U.S. He he like grows up in in I'm pretty sure California. Goes to school there and then uh, moves to Seattle. But not only does he then like move to Seattle, he realized how much he loves like living out and like being one of the weird arts people on the islands like he he lives out on like orcas or Whidbey or something like that yeah yeah, yeah i um gosh that's just, how you I, know you've drank the kool-aid of the pacific northwest is once you like <laughs> yeah you commit to an area because it fits you yeah yeah I, i'm just trying to think of like some of those players that like who like you if you're from here that's one thing jordan morris mercer island's own Jordan I Morris mean, Chris, Christian Roldan, Alex Roldan, those guys, like, both from Southern California, grew up LA Galaxy fans. Their brother works for the Galaxy. Ugh. And then they moved to, to Seattle. Both of them moved to Seattle to play college soccer and then, like, want to stay here to play with the Sounders. And uh, it's the same. I feel like those guys are honorary at this point Seattleites, like I locals, like Nick, you know? Nico Ladero is a guy. Like, Freddie Montero is your perfect example of a yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. That, like, like the, who became the club star and then keeps... <laughs> You want, to talk, you want to talk about drinking the Kool-Aid, married somebody from Bellevue and opened a coffee shop. <laughs> like, that, how much more Seattle can you get? <laughs> you go to his house right now and he's watching Frasier on Netflix. <laughs> Smoking weed. <laughs> uh, I, I also understand. That'd be hella tight. Yeah. Uh, I also understand that Frasier is not, you know, whatever. Yeah, jokes. Whatever. Jokes. Based here. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, 12 minutes in. This is where we're at. Full90podcast.com. Go check it out. We have all our links there. Maybe. I haven't really looked recently. And... <laughs> we still haven't put our OnlyFans up. So, Yeah. Um, okay, so it's the international break right now, and we saw a crazy USA versus Mexico match. We'll get to that here in a second. The thing that I saw that really has me concerned about the rest of the Seattle Sounders season is our second highest scorer having to come home from international duty with an injury. Kangaroo glaucoma. Oh. You're gonna have to get some of that wallaby weed to fix that. <laughs> yeah, does that mean he has to go back in his mom's couch? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is uh, what it means. Uh, Brad Smith apparently has to. Uh, he he was in Kuwait of all places to play in a uh, World Cup qualifier for Australia and had to return, or I think he's returning uh, to Seattle because of an injury. Apparently, uh, I what I was reading. It's not super serious, but it was obviously serious enough to keep him out of the uh, lineup for the what do they call themselves? The Matildas, I think. It, oh no, maybe that's the women's ga- the the women's kangaroo team, the women's Australian, the Australian women's team, <laughs> the men's team. I don't know what they call them. The Roos, the fighting Roos, Joey's. Uh, the Joey's, yeah. They uh, um, so Brad Smith is returning due to an injury. Who knows what it's, the Sounders don't play again until like the night. Oh, I guess that's in just nine days from yeah. the time of recording. So they play again the nineteenth. We'll see what's wrong with him, and and who knows. Um, but yeah, so Brad Brad Smith, the second leading goal scorer, like you said, on the team, uh, potential to miss a game. But you mean 
You mean the Socceroos? The Socceroos. Thank you. Thank you. They, uh, thankfully, the Sounders have, uh, you know, Jimmy Madronda back there who can step in for that that position. Um, you know, New Who can always slide over and pay, play that position. Is it time for New Who to finally net some goals? Like, is, so, the, is the five at the back going to allow New Who to finally put his boot through one? This is, you know, this is really funny. Uh, talking about New Who goals. We... So in the USL, right, it's technically a professional league, correct? Yeah. Uh, and there have been some... Uh, so when a player scores a goal in the USL, people will talk about it as the first professional goal in this person's career. I went back and looked. New Who has scored a goal for S2, playing for S2. So Today I learned that New Who played for S2. Yeah, that's what got him. Uh, I was looking. I went back and looked up. I was like, "How did New Who get on the Sounders' radar? Like, where? Did, like, he was playing for some random team, uh, and then all of a sudden got signed by the Sounders S two, and then um, now plays on the professional team. Has not scored a Sounders goal. Has not scored a goal for the first team, but he has scored a professional goal. So, I, does that take a win the wind out of the celebration that we might see if he finally scores one or do we have like new who blue ball, new who balls <laughs> new blue balls oh i I'm, i feel like you have to bleep all of that out probably but new blue is that what it is <laughs> new blue yeah we have new blue, new blue balls blue, new blue balls <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to bleep that out? No, no, no. Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, anyway, so he scored a goal, uh, and so I don't, I don't like. I would, I wouldn't count it because you're not up against the toughest competition. And yeah. by toughest, that's I mean a, a big stretch. Don't get me wrong, because you're playing teams like Cincinnati, but um, <laughs> but but the idea being that you haven't. The top level in the states, at least, is MLS, and you haven't proven yourself there. So when he gets that goal, it'll still be. Uh, if he gets that goal, let's say it'll still be uh, monumentous, momentous, Monu- momentous, mon- monumental, word. and momentous, monumentous, monumentous, yeah. <laughs> monumentous. <laughs> Can't say that. I know, but somehow we can talk about New Blue. Um, other international news, though, the Sounders Ooh. playing internationally. Uh, not a lot to to report on. Uh, Raul Ruiz was in the lineup, but did not play in Peru's first game against um, whoever Ariaga plays for Ecuador. Um, and they lot they won that match two to one. Raul did not play, and then he is not Why? in the roster for the second match. So because they have this like new, much better player on their team um Raul Ruiz is great but I guess he just does not show up for his national team very well uh Arriaga in that two to one loss uh that Ecuador played against Peru went the full 90 so good to see our defenders losing some games and uh knew who went the full 90 uh with Cameroon I think might have been one of his first professional cap I think it might have been his first professional cap uh, against Nigeria so zero zero draw against Nigeria so that's how the uh, I guess our team is doing internationally. Not not a whole lot going on. It's pretty cool that there's, even though people are getting overlooked and stuff like uh, Christian Roldan probably arguably should be in that U.S. men's national team squad a little bit. Uh, he should have a little bigger look at that. I mean, that squad is awesome, don't get me wrong, and maybe there's not room, and he's just maybe he's not of that caliber, which is hard to fathom because mm-hmm. he's been such a workhorse for the Sounders. But at the same time, like 
maybe 10 days off after playing so many matches in such a short time, maybe that's not, I know they're not off, but maybe that's not the worst thing that they would get some fresh legs. And there's a lot of other teams in that position to come back. It would be a shame to, like, you can rest Ariaga after playing a bunch and um, if you need to, and you have a, uh, you have someone else, to, Shane O'Neill, to take over. It's just, I feel like it, having not a big representation internationally is okay well and you we talk about the fact that there's going to be you know the gold cup and the copa america and world cup qualifiers all all this summer right um some of these players like if raul is not seeing a lot of minutes for peru who knows if he makes that roster if they're not even playing him in these in these early matches Mm -hmm. uh brad bradsmith you know like he's kind of one of those cusp players for uh australia who knows if he gets taken for some of those matches you know new who i can see definitely get, getting let's called call up given pa- his form let's call them the pouchies the pouchies we're gonna call them the pouchies <laughs> the pouchy ouchie that's what brad smith has <laughs> podcast over <laughs> the pouchy ouchie uh, and then they're good. and then when they're communicating about coronavirus in Australia, they can have they can hear from Doctor Pouchy. <laughs> Doctor Pouchy's Pouchy Ouchy. <laughs> the Pouchies. Okay, cool. Move, move over, Sakaroos. Yeah. You have listed here the Liga MX versus MLS All Stars. Tell me about this, and then let's talk about how it could be problematic based on the results from the USA versus. Mexico men's national team game. Oh my gosh. Okay, so MLS in in past years, right, has done all-star matches or all-star games. Mm-hmm. Most other leagues, all-star games are the best players from one conference versus the plus, best players from another conference, right? In Major League Baseball, it's the best players from the National League versus the best players from the American League. I think everybody sure. knows that. In MLS, rather than doing the best players from the Eastern Conference versus the best players from the Western Conference, uh, in the past years, it's always been the best players from all of the league versus Bayern Munich or Real Madrid or Chelsea or whatever, like some other big European team who is uh, not playing their regular season. So they're able to go play an exhibition match in, in the U.S. against. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, their warm up. Yeah, it's like during their preseason. Right. Um, this year, uh, the sound, the, not the Sounders, the league has announced uh, recently, I think just yesterday, um, that this year's All-Star match is going to be the MLS All-Star. So all of the best players in, in Major League Soccer versus is the best players in, of Liga MX, which is the Mexican uh, uh, professional league. So you have all of the best players from the Mexican league versus all the best players from the from the United States league uh, playing against each other in an all-star match, which I think could be super fun. Yeah, it's um, a great idea. Now, that said... You know, obviously, the, not all of the best players from MLS are American, and not all of the best players from Mexico are Mexican. Um, in fact, a lot of the best players in MLS are Mexican. <laughs> but if you look at the way that the most recent match from uh, between these two countries went, if you didn't watch the USA versus Mexico match, uh, I would go back and see if you can find a recording of it. Make sure you allot yourself like four freaking hours because uh, they ended up playing something like 420 minutes. Um, or 69 in, in Canada. <laughs> and um, it was the wildest. I, I can't, I, we've seen some crazy matches. We saw Clint Dempsey tear up a referee's notebook. Yeah. We've, we've seen the Sounders come back from three down to win 4-3. Um, we've seen Nuhu kick beer cans out of midair against LAFC after beating them in the playoffs. 
this match trumped all of that. You had uh, uh, Mexico scoring in the second minute of the match, going up one nothing. You have the uh, United States coming back and scoring. You had Mexico scoring again. Uh, the United States coming back in like the 87th minute or something and tying it up. The game goes into extra time. Okay, uh, a penalty, a very questionable penalty, gets awarded to the United States. First of all, the uh, the the VAR right, the monitor that the referee goes and looks at. You didn't watch the match, right, Greg? No. Okay, so VAR usually is off on the sideline, away from the the benches, away from everything, because you want the referee to be able to go somewhere away from everything, away from all the distractions, be able to watch without people peering over his shoulder. For some reason, because it's CONCACAF, the cup of CONCACAF, uh, CONCACAF put the VAR monitor between the two benches, on the sideline. Oh no. And so this referee, this Panamanian referee, uh, had to go over in between the benches. Uh, and <laughs> every single coach, every single player hovering over his shoulder while he watched this thing. And then he goes and points at the, uh, the spot after awarding this penalty to the United States, which put the United States up three to, uh, three to two. Um, he goes to award this penalty like he's a like a professional wrestling center ref pointing at the spot like with the most like boom like that's a penalty <laughs> and uh, and Christian Pulisic scores the penalty um, there are just like he goes and celebrates shushes the Mexican crowd in Denver which is embarrassing <laughs> like you have to go shush the crowd in your own country yeah 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 it's um the U.S. men's national team played Mexico in Phoenix once upon a time, and it was literally 80% people cheering for the Mexican national team and 20% rooting for the Americans in, in the U.S., which is, um, which, like you say, is embarrassing if you're the U.S., that your home team is getting out-cheered so much. But also, you know, the 10th po- most popular sport in America or whatever. Right. But, yeah, it's... um. It's hostile too, man. When the the bottles start flying, and it's uh, well, it's... Gio Reyna plays for the uh, plays for Borussia Dortmund. He got hit in the head by a like a full cup of coke that was probably filled with urine, um, and like looked like he got knocked out. Like fell on the ground, was like injured, got hit in yeah. the head. Apparently, that fan they identified who it was and they arrested them, and they've obviously been banned for life from at least that stadium. Who knows? Um, and then and then later on in the match. There was a, a big dust up between the two teams. They they're coming together on the sideline, and everybody's gathering around and fighting and whatever. And uh, again, a bunch of stuff is getting thrown at the American players. And then one of the Mexican guys, one of the Mexican players, gets hit in the head <laughs> by one of the <laughs> things that the Mexican fans. fans were throwing. Yeah. Yeah. But what's funny is uh, I went and read a bunch of the comments, and uh, a lot of the Mexican fans were like, "No, no, no." We hit him on purpose. If it was it was that guy that got hit, we definitely hit him on purpose because he's not playing very well, <laughs> <laughs> which is terrifying in itself. Um, I don't know anything about how sanctions work for this or whatever, but if based on what I saw, if I was FIFA, I would ban the next the next uh, matches that they play or whatever this segment of uh, qualifying is. No no fans in the stands. No tickets available for their own or in their own home matches. Like if any of them are played in Mexico, yeah. no fans because well, that's outrageous. It was it was crazy. And well, and here's what I mean. I haven't even mentioned other like this. The reason this match went so long is because um, 
there was a good like five minutes uh, stoppage in play because uh, there was a homophobic chant being made by the Mexican fans in the stadium. It happens all uh, the time. This is a thing that is a recurring problem yeah. that we see in the U.S. Uh, that is brought over from other parts of the Americas. So they've put in a new policy that says like the first time that the referee hears it, he stops the game for five minutes. The second time that he hears it, the players and, and everybody goes back to the um, back to the locker rooms and the game is delayed for however much time. The third time they stop the game and resume it the next day uh, in front of an empty uh, empty stadium. So there's no way. I mean, it happened multiple times they only ever went to that first step that first consequence right stopping the game for like five minutes or whatever while they've made an announcement over the pa system saying hey please don't say those bad things um then uh it, ha- it definitely happened again and everybody's like why is the referee like the referee just lost control of this match very early like just let red card worthy tackles happen without any cards right cool um it tata martino the head coach of uh Mexico used to be the head coach of uh, Atlanta United, used to be the head coach of some amazing teams in Europe. Um, Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. Got red carded because because the, the VAR monitor is in between the benches and he put his arms around the referee, <laughs> goes around and, and red cards uh, Tata Martino who has to leave the field. Greg Berhalter like, bodied one of the Mexican players who was going to try to get the ball off the sideline. Like It was just, it was a spectacle. It was like if world, if it was like if the WWE became a soccer match, that's and why what this hasn't match was. it yet? Like why haven't <laughs> we done that genre crossing? Yeah. So the point of this is, is that when it's Liga MX versus MLS All Stars, you're gonna have some people or some fans. Probably is the real problem. Players get chippy with each other no matter what. But like, you're gonna have some fans out there that can't let that go, and it could be quite a hot mess. Yeah, and it's being played. And this is, I mean, just on top of all of this, it's being played at the Bank. The Bank of California Stadium in L.A. The Baño. The Baño. <laughs> the Baño de California. Uh, why I said like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was weird. We're a little bit of Austrian that slipped in there. Yeah, yeah. Get, <laughs> get to the toilet. <laughs> uh, it's being, but that is going to be a heavily Mexican crowd. Yeah, that'll be fascinating to watch that, assuming that events truly do reopen starting in just five days time in california they're supposed to lift all the restrictions so at the time of recording okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I need you to tell me about something that's happening in Portland. (laughs) About the Morrison Bridge. That is going to be lit up in honor of Seattle Sounders FC. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, so I guess this happens every year, but this is the first time I've seen it. Um, so the Morrison Bridge. Yeah, is, this is news to me. I don't know this. It's, yeah. it's it's a bridge that crosses the river in Portland, mm-hmm. and I I looked it up on the map because I had to be like, where where is this? Is it like on the edge of Port? Like, is this just some random bridge somewhere randomly in in the city? No, it is across the street from Providence Park where uh, the Timberwolves play. And it is going to be some fans paid, I think it's like $150. So they should really just do this every weekend. Some yeah. pans pay, uh, some pans fade. Some fans fan. paid. Are you pan or fan? <laughs> across these the Willamette. Fa- across the Willamette River. Uh, these fans paid to have that bridge lit up in honor of the Seattle Sounders the weekend, August 13th through 15th, the weekend that the Sounders play Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> As a person who does radio in both cities, this makes me very happy that I can talk about this it's on the radio. It's <laughs> so good. It is so good. You know, it's funny because there's um I only ever view Portland from a rivalry standpoint. Like I love Portland. It's fun to go to and everything yeah, and of course. um I only view it as a rivalry thing that like, boy, we sure hate Portland, even though I don't really think I dislike it at all. Um, and then I do shows in both cities, and Portland relies on Washington for so much in terms of, like, uh, culturally, there's just an imaginary border. But, like, you have Vancouver and Camas and all that stuff that's right there. So, like, a large part of Washington culture seeps into Portland, and it's like, oh, this is all just one area. We're just being dicks about it because we're sports fans taking it too far. Yeah, I knew people in college who were um, from Vancouver who were Portland fans because they just live in that yeah. in that uh, area. What's interesting, we were uh, just over last weekend, I was in Hood River, mm-hmm. uh, which is an hour or so east of, of Portland. Yeah. And we were just down there for our anniversary and my wife's birthday and uh, which are just a day apart. Oh, and weird. I was we were at a little store and I was wearing a sounder shirt and kind of forgot where I was. And this guy who was working at the store was like, hey, nice shirt. I was like, oh, thanks. I like forgot what I was wearing. I was like, oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. Hey, are you a Sounders fan? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't tell anybody. <laughs> Secret Sounders fan. Yeah. Yeah. Which was awesome. It was it was, it was was uh, nice to meet another Sounders fan down there. He's from Seattle, I guess. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, I bought this thing in Ballard. Do you know where that is? He was like, dude, I'm from Seattle. I just told you that. I'm from Seattle. <laughs> uh, as my friend Brian always tells me, it's beautiful Ballard, please. Thank you. Beautiful Ballard. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Well, that is an awesome bit of trolling that the uh, Sounders fans do to Portland. I think the fact that they're both both teams are green makes it not quite as fun. But um, if you're gonna light up a bridge, I guess that's amazing. I, if you light if you light it up with our version of green and blue, <laughs> then yeah. it should be fun. I I can't wait to see that. So the state is getting ready to reopen. Seattle specifically has surpassed the seventy percent mark of people fully vaccinated, twelve plus, meaning that. You know, kids as young as 12 up to people who have died from coronavirus can get vaccinated (laughs) up to 70 percent. And the city like is well ahead of the governor's plans to reopen. Not not 12 doses. (laughs) (laughs) I'm collecting collecting doses like they're infinity stones. (laughs) I got all the different vaccines at least twice. I have been very ill. It has been a tough, a tough spring. So, um, yeah, pe- people 12 years old and older uh, are at 70% now for having gotten the vaccine, which means that everything should start to reopen. And by June 30th, at the latest, the governor said that the state's going to reopen. So that means the Sounders are ready to put into place how to get fans back in the stands. And why it might, while it might be weird, it's 
going to happen before we know it. Yeah, the Sounders just released, um, I think maybe last week, so you know we never yeah. record this podcast. No, no, no. So uh, they released their reopening plans, and it's going to be crazy. So their next home game is in July, and they're going to have three, I think, three home games in a row. Cool. And their plans are in those three home games uh, before July 25th, which is, I think, when the state is supposed to fully, fully open. Um, the Sounders are going to have the entire lower bowl open for anybody who's fully vaccinated and can prove it. So I saw a headline recently was like fully vaccinated people and just liars can go to the movie theaters. Right. Um, well, the Sounders are going to have people have to show their uh, vaccination card yeah, or I had to do that it, to go. Yeah. Yeah, or if there are kids who are um, younger than 12, they have to be able to show a negative COVID test from within the last 72 hours, uh, according to them, which is crazy. But if you want to go not crazy bad, but just it's it's a wild concept, correct? Yeah. Uh, but the uh, so so if you want to go to the game, you have to maybe jump through these hoops unless you're all vaccinated. And great. Now, if you're not vaccinated yet, if you're unable to be vaccinated for some reason because of health issues or something like that, um, you can still go to the match. The upper sections of, of Lumen Field of Lumen Field uh, are going to be physically distanced and available to non-vaccinated fans. Um, if you're a season ticket holder and you have seats in that lower bowl, you will have uh, access to your seat, which is great. You don't have to go buy oh, cool. single season tickets or whatever. Yeah. And if you're not a season ticket member um, and you can go you can still go buy single single season tickets down in that lower bowl as well so awesome that i mean just even having the match uh against was it austin that they I played saw atlanta yeah atlanta yeah. and austin are the two home games it's just crazy Japan. to be able to have fans in the stadium like it, it changes the atmosphere of uh, it changes the way that you experience the match right sure um so i'm i'm excited to see what a full bowl hopefully a full lower bowl looks like uh for that match against uh, whoever it is in that first that first match in July. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that's good. It'll be more fans in the stands, and we'll be um, ready to get back at it. I guess that brings us then, Brandon, to uh, the point where you've just <laughs> this podcast was just too long, and you didn't listen. It's too long, didn't listen. <laughs> Which it is too long, and <laughs> it is too long. We spent twelve minutes talking about. I don't even remember what because I don't I listen. I got it for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> okay. Too long didn't listen. Digging for foreign gold. <laughs> hey, if you come to Spokane, we've got all the guns. Uh, too long didn't listen. Uh, we call the Australian team not the Socceroos, but the Pouchies. <laughs> Great. Too long didn't listen. If, um, how do I say this without being offensive? <laughs> um, I couldn't, f- so now I'm new blue. <laughs> Bye.